Hello, everyone. Welcome to Batcast 66, a podcast where we watch every single episode of the 60s Batman show and then talk about it. My name's Kendall. And I'm Scott. Today, we're talking about uh, episode 23, The Ring of Wax. Originally aired March 30th, 1966. It was written by Jack Parrots and Bob Rogers. So I think they're new to us now, right? Yeah, no one I recognize. Yeah. It was directed by James B. Clark, who also doesn't stand out, but we're getting to the point where there's been a lot of these people. Yeah. I mean, we've seen quite a few people over and over, though. Yeah, I mean, Lorenzo Semple Jr. is the guy who really stands out. Yeah, I think he's one of the main writers of the series. Yeah. But he has to be more than just a writer with how much he's all over this. But Ring of Wax, that's what we're here to discuss. So from the title alone, did you figure out who the villain was going to be? No, I have, I have no idea. Yeah. Honestly, like this would have maybe been a good false space. Yeah, I can see that. Episode. But yeah, uh, should we reveal who it is? Did we reveal last week? Um, I mean, it's the character is going to be in the uh, description and thumbnail for this, so it's not going to be a secret. No, you get it in the fr- you get it in the opening scene. So, oh yeah, we we did talk about it last week. Yeah, or last episode rather. Now that we're on a bi-weekly schedule. Yeah. Anyway, Frank Gorshin's uh, Joker. He's the Riddler. Son of a gun. Yeah. Uh, Cesar Romero's Riddler's back. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, he's just so Joker-esque in this. I know. It drives me crazy. I I do like Cesar Romero's Joker. I kind of want to see the world where they've switched roles. Because I think they both would do a, arguably a better job if one the other one was the Joker and the other one was the Riddler. Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about Cesar Romero to, like, know how good he'd be at the Riddler. Well, I mean, he's, like, a slightly lower energy version of this character already. Just imagine him just, you know, with riddles, and he could have his mustache. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess we'll get get into it in just a second, but I do feel like we get to see a different side of the Riddler, maybe. Um, I mean, I didn't get that vibe, but we'll get into that when we get there, I guess. Yeah, I'll bring it up when, when I notice it. Yeah, because now I'm curious. Nothing insane. Uh, don't, don't Except for the Riddler himself. For some revelation. Yeah. All right, so we open on uh, Madame Soleil's wax museum. She's about to unveil this tribute wax mannequin of uh, Batman. Yeah, apparently, like, that's all they do is, like, they have, like, a big exhibit of, like, crime fight, like, Gotham City's best or most notable crime fighters throughout history. Because they got, like, Revolutionary War people and, like, just different kinds of characters. So it seems silly. It seems funny that they waited this long to do Batman. So uh, all those people were specific to Gotham? I didn't catch that. That's what, yeah, that's what they said. Interesting that she comes all the way from france to make these i mean she's obviously supposed to be reminiscent of madame tussaud who's french who has like wax museums all over the world 
And I think it had at least a couple of them. I know there was one in Paris, and I'm pretty sure the California one had opened by this point um, in, in the real world. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so, you know, it's obviously supposed to be that, but she's not a major player. It's just an interesting place to start. Because now when I look at sets, I'm like, oh, they can take these wax mannequins and, like, throw people through them and smash them about. Because I'm like, oh, there's going to be a fight scene here now. That It's a weird set. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you would think so. <laughs> yeah. A crowd is seated before, like a like, a stage with a curtain drawn yeah the curtain opens to reveal not batman's mannequin but one of the riddler now when this first happened did you think it was really the riddler or the a wax statue of him oh yeah i thought it was the real riddler with yeah, like a tommy I'm, gun i'm pretty sure it was frank Gorshin. they just had a photo of him and just like kind of there rather than making a wax statue which is later confirmed in these episodes because there's very clearly a stunt double there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but because it's a real person, it looks like a real person. So I was like, expecting him to get up and like attack. Yeah, uh, he didn't. There's a voice recording, though. And, of course, he's going to ask two questions. Give us two riddles. Yeah, the first one's like the most basic riddle we've all learned our whole life. Yeah, probably... But- yeah. The first riddle I've ever heard. Yeah. What is black and white and red all over? Which normally is a newspaper. Um, And it took me an embarrassingly long time to get this as a kid, where it meant red as in, like, the past tense of read versus the color. I'm like, well, it's not red. <laughs> uh, what was our second one? The second one was, what has branches, leaves, and no bark? Which was a little bit trickier. A little bit trickier, but when we... Sometimes the riddles in this show don't work for me. Yeah, they don't make sense. They feel like a real ass pull. Yeah, I've been thinking about it, like... Because this show's kind of got me thinking, like, how do you write a good riddler thing? Because you need to have riddles in it. And it's like, I think you just need to think of the clue or whatever that needs to get the Batman's next plot point and then work backwards. Oh, definitely. And like, I think that if given enough time, you could come up with really good ones. But I imagine the nature of like making a TV show is they have to kind of like crank them out, you know, based on people's availabilities and stuff. So sometimes I think it's because Batman and Robin usually solve them almost immediately. So it kind of yeah. doesn't matter. It's not like you need to play along at home, even though that's kind of what I do. Yeah, and it's not like they're expecting to, uh, you know, 30s nerds. Yeah. To Do this like 60 Analyzing years. them. Because <laughs> I was like, it can't be, a, like, I was like, it can't be so simple that it's a newspaper. I was like, are they trying to like do, do something? I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just going to move past it. So this one I didn't spend, I didn't agonize spending as much time, uh, Branches, I kind of thought it might be a library, but I was like, I don't know. Because there's library branches, but then it's like, I was like, I'm not super worried about it. The audience doesn't really have time to answer the question because they get hosed down with red ink or wax. I'm not sure what it's. I think it's wax. I don't know. It looks like he's spraying them with like a giant ketchup bottle. Yeah. Yeah. What was the point of leaving the Riddler? 
wax statue and doing this. Obviously, it's a delivery message for clues, but like we learn later, he stole the Batman statue or the Batman wax sculpture for a specific purpose. You know how he is. He just has to leave a clue. I mean, we're also like, he's extremely egotistical. We get a lot of that later. Yeah. These two episodes, I feel like, give a maybe the most insight into the Riddler. Mm -hmm. Not that we get a ton more than we've gotten in the past. Madame Soleil calls Commissioner Gordon, lets him know everything that just went down. Gordon then calls Batman, who is uh, playing a game of name the capital with Dick and Aunt Harriet. Yeah, it's like spinning a globe and stuff. They, they're they kind of running out of business for them to do when uh, they get the bat call. Yes. Uh, Alfred gets them. They rush to the bat cave. Bam, they're at police headquarters. Yeah, why, why waste time? The first riddle, black, white, and red all over. Chief O'Hara gets it. You know it's easy if Chief O'Hara's getting it. Yeah, if they got the, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a newspaper or whatever. Yeah, the uh, the second riddle has everyone a little stumped, but Robin gets it. And I really like that through all these different writers for these Riddler stories, like Robin is continuously the one solving the riddles. Yeah. Uh, so working backwards from riddle number two, they deduce that the Riddler is attacking the main branch of the Gotham Public Library. Yeah, as I mentioned, it doesn't have to be a newspaper, but a book also fits the first riddle. But yes. yeah, I get that. We cut to an abandoned candle factory. This serves as the Riddler's hideout. He's here with, uh, well, I guess the first person we see... The first person who stands out, really, is uh, Moth. Yeah, I wrote down she looks more like a supervillain than Riddler. Yeah, I mean, her costume almost looks like... It it looks like they build upon that to make the eventual Batgirl. It's funny, that is exactly what they did. It's redressed to be Batgirls in the final season. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah. I looked up some trivia for this episode. That's cool. Yeah, I as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, it looked just like Batgirl's costume. Weird that they wouldn't just make a brand new costume for somebody who's going to be like in every episode character. of the show. But Yeah, I, I, I mean, use what you've got. Yeah, true. I guess save on budget. Reduce, reuse, recycle. That's what Batman would do. Uh, the Riddler is melting down the Batman mannequin. The bat mannequin. The bat mannequin. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of bummed we never got to see it. Because I doubt they made a real prop. We just see the leg going into the melting pot laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While he's melting down this mannequin, he's reciting poetry. Which, is that something he does in the past? I don't remember him doing that. He does it a lot in these two episodes. Like, he just, like, breaks off into verse. That's one thing we learn about him. Yeah. Inside the Bat-Mannequin is, uh, 
a banned universal solvent that Riddler had imported secretly from the Cognac district of France. Yeah, it's strange that it went through a Madame Tussaud situation and not just like smuggled and put in his hands. Because like that would have had to gone through like customs and stuff. I guess customs, you know, we're talking pre-9-11. Very pre-9-11. They're not going to cut open this wax mannequin to see if anything's inside. I mean, I assume it's the, the solvents like made in the wax of him was what I assumed. Like it was the wax was the that was used to make this Batman was that. Oh, weird. Interesting. But I feel like it would have been easier to steal that before it was turned into Batman, at least. Yeah, who the hell knows? Yeah. Also, this is where I was like, this is a weird-ass plot for the Riddler. Like, what's Wax got to do with riddles? But, you know, I think it all fits. It fits with his schemes in this show. It seems to be he just has, like, a scheme and then just slaps riddles on top of it. But all of his schemes are related to, like, international incidents. True. Like yeah, we know that the, happens in the movie too. So, yeah, this is like the third one in a row. Yeah, like uh, all of his appearances have had like, if like if we fail, fucking relations between the U.S. and country X are over. Yeah, as Batman does mention that a couple of times. Um, it's, the Riddler thing is also like he just kind of finds a random like themed gang and just becomes the leader of it. Like this one, they're all candle themed. Because the, the woman's name is Moth, like a flame, you know, Moth to the Flame. The tall goon, which, is he wearing brown face? I don't think so. Okay. There was a couple of shots where it kind of looked like maybe that was the case. I was like, ooh, I don't know. But his name is Matches, or Match. And the shorter, like, guy goon is Tallow, which is like a substance they used to make candles out of before wax. So it's like the candlestick gang. Yeah, interesting that... Do you think he just happened upon this gang hiding out in this abandoned candle factory? Yeah, which came first? His idea of using this wax solvent or him having a candle gang? Yeah, I'm very curious. Anyway, Riddler has his universal solvent. So uh, him and his gang head to the library. They get there and there's uh, a vault for the rare books. Uh, everything being so nicely labeled, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it gets even more ridiculous in a moment. Uh, it's so it's so good. Uh, there's a guard outside the vault, so the Riddler lights this candle. He has a lot of, like, trick candles in this episode. Yeah, he's in an abandoned candle factory. So this one, I I feel like these candles wouldn't be in a in a candle factory. Yeah, but you can just make it into this then. Yeah, I guess so. He lights this candle, leaves it on the bookshelf, and like hides. And the guard eventually notices this candle, and he's just like, "What the hell?" He walks up, blows it out, and it just shoots this like sleep powder in his face. Mm -hmm. So with the guard incapacitated, uh, 
Riddler puts the universal solvent around the lock of the bolt and uh, breaks in. Yeah, and I this is where I was like, is this a public library? Who has a giant vault like that in the middle of a library? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you have really rare books, I I feel like that would be like maybe a university thing. The books I mean, libraries, like, yeah, they seem to be of like academic value. You know what I mean? Libraries definitely have like really rare books. Yeah, sometimes. And like, as a library should, I'd rather a library have the rare book than a university. I mean, so, there's libraries in universities. Yeah, but those yeah. aren't public libraries. Yeah, but like something like this rare and like rare and valuable, you would need to have a bank vault and an armed guard. I don't know if he was armed, but he there were guards, you know what I mean? It seems like there might be a better, more useful spot for those to like keep them safe. Yeah, but I think in real life, that's how it is. There are like guards at the Free Library of Philadelphia. They have like special rooms. I don't know if they have bank vaults, but like, well, yeah, I know there's like research rooms where like, uh, like you can't, you can't check out the books that are there, but you can still just walk up and pick them up. Like, you don't have to go through like crazy layers of security. I don't know. I just, I thought I had. I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't doubt that maybe in like in the bigger cities that yeah, there probably would be stuff like that. Yeah, I think like to get to like the good stuff, you have to like make an appointment. Fair. But it just seems like a public library you just walk into, like, normal. Yeah, no, for sure. This, I mean, is obviously exaggerated. Yeah, of course. For our entertainment. Okay, talking about it and being nitpicky nerds is entertaining. <laughs> so. Riddler gets into the vault, and they're, like, looking all over for this specific book. Yeah. This was pretty funny, I thought. The Lost Treasure of the Incas. So they find the book. It's the only book on that shelf. It's right in the middle. And it has a giant sign above it that says the Lost Book of the Lost Treasure of the Incas or whatever. I thought that was pretty funny. Like, oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm pretty sure it's like match is just like, hey boss, I think I found it. Yeah, they were looking for a little while, like they imply that there's been time. Yeah. While they were looking, Batman and Robin got to the library. Yeah. And I, I love this. I look, they're yeah. speaking in whispers. Yeah, I love that they're speaking in whispers to the librarian. Yeah, and the librarian's like speaking in whispers back. Yeah. She's like, oh, heavens to Betsy. It's the Cape Crusaders, yeah. And then Batman asks if she's seen anybody weird. And she asks, like, what do you mean weird? She asks, like, for clarification. Yeah. And he describes the Riddler like, oh, a man in a green outfit covered in black question marks. And this librarian's like, huh, now let me think a moment about this. Like the Riddler wouldn't automatically stand out. Yeah, walking around giggling and being creepy. Yeah. So Batman and Robin and the librarian head upstairs Uh and the librarian waits outside of the vault while Batman and Robin go to a jump the Riddler and his crew. The Riddler is holding this aerosol can and saying he has a, a dangerous weapon. And I, I was just like, what is this? What's going to be in this aerosol can? 
I thought it was going to be like because you know they've been doing stuff like candles and like matches and flames and stuff. I thought it was like threatening to make like a blowtorch and blowtorch the books in there. Ah. But like I was like, wow, that's kind of extreme for the sixties. Uh, yeah, that's, truly. That was like that's not a happened. yeah. That's not a thing you want to teach kids how to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Batman says, "Hey, we're bringing you in," and in a line that I feel like we recently heard in another episode, uh, Riddler asks if he wants to make a wager on that, and Batman says. I never gamble. Yeah, I don't remember the context, but I remember him saying something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we get a fight scene. Which is, you know, yeah. So again, it's like kind of a fun set, I guess. But like, as they're like throwing books and smashing through everything, I'm like, oh my God. All <laughs> of this stuff's like got to be in like a vault and stuff. It's got to be so fragile and priceless. <laughs> like even more so when they fight in the museum and stuff. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Because the books are getting, like, smashed to pieces. Yeah, I wonder how much in collateral damage, like, Batman and Robin cause. I don't know. It's got to be more than it's worth. Yeah, like, at a certain point, you just, like, let the Riddler steal his jewels. But I guess, in this case, it would be an international incident. Yeah, yeah. Batman and Robin dispatch, uh, what was the guy's name? Tallow? Yeah, Tallow, and then the tall one's name is Match. Yeah, well, no, he's Matches. Is he Matches or Match? I can't remember if he was Match or Matches. Yeah, Matches. Uh, It's Matches, right, too? Yeah, I was thinking about that. That's why it stood out to me. Yeah. But uh, Riddler finally uses his dangerous weapon. It's an adhesive that sticks Batman and Robin's feet to the to the floor. Which is really funny because like all right, Batman's in these boots. I I've got that Batman costume. It's hard to get in and out of that kind of thing. But Robin's got his little booties on. He I feel like he could have easily slipped out and just kicked him in the face. Yeah. Riddler calls this adhesive uh Dr. Riddler's forever stick invisible wax emulsion. Which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah I love that he just has a name for it. And it's so ridiculous and stupid. Of course it is. Yeah. He then throws the can away and ends up hitting the alarm. Yeah, I thought this was genuinely funny because he's like, oh, I had that error on my part. Like, you really didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, oh, God, we got to get out of here now. Before setting a smoke bomb, he leaves us with another riddle. You got this one? Yep. The more you take away, the larger it grows. I thought it was going to be like a uh, like a, it was a bank reference and it was going to be like a deficit. Like the more money you take away, the larger your debt grows. Yeah. Whoa, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, no, it was much simpler than that. It was a hole because they escaped a hole in the wall using, I guess, his uh, wax solvent. Yeah. So Batman pulls out his little laser gun and is able to like melt the... Yeah, like de-adhesives their feet. There's a waxy uh, substance around the hole that the Joker escaped through. Obviously, the universal solvent. Batman takes some, mm-hmm. and uh, he and Robin head back to the Batcave to analyze it. At the Batcave, they find that the chemical combo is uh, a mixture of nitrogen, uranium, and sodium. 
and they think there's a clue in that compound. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's nothing so scientific, though. They just take the first letter of each compound, rearrange it a little bit, and get the word sun. Yeah, they reverse it because it was, you know, nitrogen, uranium, and sodium. So it's N-U-S. Put it the other way. Make it sun. And then in French, sun is solaire. So like, oh, Mrs. Madame Solaire's Wax Museum. Of course. Of course. Felt very uh, G- uh, Jeff Goldblum and Independence Day. <laughs> this is wild train of thought. Get you to the right answer. Yeah. I mean, that's often how these episodes go. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I don't know about you, but, like, I think I'd like them a lot more if there was, like, a more, like, consistent logic to, like, riddle clues. Yeah, I mean... I prefer it is the, what it is. I don't I prefer mind. those episodes, at least. Oh, so we've seen the Batmobile a couple of times now. Did you notice something different about it? No. Episode? Um, so later in this story, we get to see a new gadget that the Batmobile has. It, I think it's in the second half of this uh, two-parter. Um, but you do see it under the Batmobile. Oh, cool. In this one, which is pretty neat. Yeah, I feel like usually the add-ons just, like, appear out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, as he calls calls upon them. Yeah, it's just something they added to the Batmobile, like, that behind the scenes, that episode, for that scene. <laughs> like, when it's got, like, laser blasters and stuff. And, like, lightning guns. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy, crazy stuff in that car. The dynamic duo head to the wax museum and they're creeping around. So the obvious thing was going to be the, the Riddler's gang was going to Riddler at least. They were going to be the wax statues that were there. They were going to have replaced them. I thought for sure that the Riddler wax statue was going to actually be the Riddler this time. They keep fooling me. I, I did too. Uh, but I guess that's the obvious choice. Yeah. Uh, but the whole gang is dressed up like, what, colonial soldiers or something? Yeah, they're like Revolutionary War era. Yeah. Soldiers. Yeah. Uh, the Joker hits them in the uh, in the back with a uh, poison dart. They go yeah. down. Yeah, it knocks them both out. And then this is where you can see that, uh, that the Riddler, like Frank Gorshin, and the Riddler statue are going to be in the same scene together. You can see that it's just another guy like in a wig. Yeah, you only see him from behind, but yeah, uh, he like kind of goes up to his statue and is like in love with it, and it's which weird. I feel like tracks for his personality. He loves himself. Yeah, he's very into himself and like thinks of him, himself so brilliantly, like he's yeah. like such a smart dude. How long was this gang just like hanging out in these costumes? I don't know. Like, what if it took Batman, like, two extra hours to solve this? Also, that was a pretty, like, obviously that was a clue that they wanted Batman to get, but, like, why didn't he leave a more explicit one? Because, like, that was hidden within, like, the chemical makeup of the thing they sprayed on them. Yeah, this one was a hard one. Yeah, there's no guarantee that they would even, like, thought to analyze that. Yeah, I mean, they did. I know, I know they did, but like, but I leave him a stupid clue about a hole in the wall. Like, I'd leave him a clue about like, like a sun-related clue. Yeah. That was what we wanted them to get because this is uh, the last time we're at this set, right? 
Yeah, there's no fight here. So, like, the whole point of this is to set a trap. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Like, the Riddler knows he has just a, a stick, and he's gonna at least use it to set a trap. Yeah. But yeah, just very silly. Because I was thinking about that during this episode too. Like we're talking about Batman taking two extra hours. It's like, what if they jump to the wrong, like illogical conclusion to one of these riddles riddles and go to the wrong place? (laughs) They're just sitting there dressed like Revolutionary War soldiers. Just wasting time. Like (laughs) they could have been doing his like Inca treasure plan. In addition to Batman and Robin, who they're loading in the back of their getaway vehicle, they realize that they've gotten another prize. Uh, the Batmobile. Yes. I Which, love that everybody wants the Batmobile. I mean, I totally get it. I also love that they remembered that there's alarms and stuff in the Batmobile. Yeah, because Riddler set it off. Yeah, Riddler tried to steal it in the first episode and then couldn't because of that. And I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he learned something. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he like snips some wires and like undoes it. Yes. But I was by my back of my head, I was like, is this just so they will have the Batmobile at the second location so Batman and Robin can drive away? And that's kind of what's true. Yes. Yeah. Riddler says probably the funniest line in the episode. Uh, what's that? Uh, he says... Well, we need to change back to our normal clothes. We've yeah. been too conspicuous this way. Yeah, I thought that was funny too. Oh, but I'm God. not sure how intentional that was. That has to be intentional. I mean, they look like super villains and cartoon crooks. Yeah. In their normal it, ones. It's brilliant. I and loved it. So brilliant. Moth thinks Batman is handsome, which is this thing we keep running into it's my least favorite trope of this show by far it's so it if it was more infrequent i would probably like it. i probably wouldn't care but like it's every super villain except for catwoman has this happen yeah um i'll come back to this point in uh part two of this story but yeah just wanted to point out that she thinks he's handsome yeah, which gets Riddler all jealous. Very vocal about it, yeah. yeah. Batman and Robin wake up. They're suspended over a vat of uh, hot candle wax. And uh, yeah, the Joker's gonna, I guess, boil them in this, cover them in wax, whatever happens. Yeah, know. Riddler's gonna, like, it's a James Bond thing. They're, like, lowering them into it slowly so he can watch them, like, suffer or whatever. Uh, as he's lowering them into it, he reveals his plan. Yeah, I was just like, why are you telling them? Just, I guess he's, I, I guess these figures are going to die, but like, yeah, they're getting interrogated by Batman and Robin who are dangling over a death trap. Yeah, and, and uh, it's here that we find out the lost treasure of the Incas isn't a legend. It's real. Yeah, Um. so... There is a there is a fabled lost treasure of the Incas, like so here here's what it here's what it, he believes it's gonna be hidden in the sarcophagus of a Peruvian mummy that's at the museum. Yeah. Um there is a legend about lost treasure Incas. It would not have fit like that. Uh, it was said to be a life-sized garden uh molded 
entirely from pure soft gold, including a huge gold-covered uh, disc representing the sun, which decorated the courtyard of the Inca's Temple of the Sun. If this tre- treasure ever really existed or continues to exist in some hidden coil world, no trace of it has ever been found. Ah. So it's like a more of like a place. But like, I, I was like, I was looking into it, I was like, oh, gold-covered disc like representing the sun goes in with like the sun clue and solaire and all that stuff. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. But, uh, you know, they couldn't actually make that be a thing. Yeah, it ended up just being what? Like some gems? Yeah, gems and stuff that the the mummy is buried with. Yeah. Sarcophagus. I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah, that's true. Like, but that wouldn't be like a lost treasure. Like they would have seen that. It's in a box that in the museum, you know? Apparently uh there was a riddle involved and no one could get it. Yeah, and they never tell us what it is. They never do, which is because I was like, all right, if there's a riddle involved, that makes sense why like the riddler is involved in this now. That's fun. And then they never like do that. So I was like, oh, maybe like next half the episode when he thinks Batman and Robin are dead, like he'll like show him going through this riddle and getting it like solved. And they maybe they have to go on like a minor, minor mini adventure. And then Batman and Robin find really out cool. have to figure it out too. And they're on their trail. Like, oh, that would have been fun. That would be a lot of fun. But yeah, this is like our second like lost treasure episode. Yeah, the other one was about Catwoman, right? Yeah, I feel like we're just getting some repeated like plots and even like lines like the gambling line. I mean, Lost Treasure is a good trope for a series like this. Like to True. And in the end, this a show like this just like benefits from repeated ideas, I guess. Because if it's coming out like two a week, it's got to be a lot for a 60s studio. Yeah, I assume they got to be cranking them out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we've reached the end of our episode. Yeah, so that's the death trap. Batman and Robin being loaded into like a, a vat of boiling rot wax. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how next episode opens with them screaming in agony as they're Boiled to death. Yeah, their flesh is runs rent sunder. Uh, spoilers. All right. Well, we hope that you will catch us here in two weeks. Still on our little bi-weekly schedule. Thanks for bearing with us. Yeah, it's a busy time of year for both of us in our uh, personal lives. We got free comic book day coming up uh, in about a month, um, which you know, takes a lot of time and effort and, you know, personal lives. We got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going on a little music tour and yeah. Free comic book day is going to be giant sized this year. I hear. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for it to be. Um, so, you know, it's just, uh, we're always working around the clock. I have, I kind of started my stores podcast back up, level up and friends, talking to a bunch of our guests uh, about it and, you know, Hey, maybe when this is done, I'll, I'll keep doing it. So, you know, I'm also editing a second podcast on top of helping out with this one when I can. So, you know, there's just been a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But hopefully this summer we can return back to weekly. Oh yeah. I hope so. Cause like, I, I do like, I do like doing it weekly. 
kids in the 60s were getting two of these a week. I know. They're so spoiled. Yeah, we're depriving modern audiences of our... Of our, our thoughts on this 60-year-old show. But, uh, yeah. We'll see y'all here in two weeks. Same Batcast time, same Batcast channel.